Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia and other eating disorders, self and body issues. In the last episode, I was talking about the power of shifting our perspective. And I was saying that by simply shifting, changing our physical position, we can actually change our focus in such a way that it enables us to come back to our circumstances with an enhanced capacity, energy and creativity to face or deal with the circumstances that we've stepped away from. So simply getting outside, looking out, looking up, looking at something larger, looking at something beautiful, physically representing your problem or your situation on paper in some way. You could even construct it, you know, if you're creative that way. You could actually do a a clay model of it, for example, or a paper model of it. Whatever helps you to represent what you are feeling, what you are facing in your circumstances. Represent it, put it on the ground, get above it, if necessary, stand up on a table, on a desk, and look upon it from a different perspective. Get a bigger view. Take a helicopter view. Take a bird's eye view. That is one way to shift your perspective, literally and physically, on what you are currently sitting in the middle of. The other thing I suggested is getting outside your current environment, literally, physically, getting outside your environment, looking out, looking up, because both of those enable you to have a bigger vision, a bigger visual space. And if you can open your eyes and really focus on what's in front of you, particularly if you can get into a place of natural beauty, And it doesn't have to be a startling scene. It can be as simple as just being able to focus on what is in front of you in the natural world. There really is beauty in that. As we talked about, a a beachscape, a landscape, a tree. Just watching the, the wind go through the grass, the sun, how it dapples on water or it just softens on leaves or on grass. Whatever is in front of you. So that was in the last episode, just the power of shifting our perspective to help us come back to and manage our current circumstances from a different place, from a different emotional space. Today, I want to pick up on another just illustration from nature that I find very powerful and that is the focus of our thinking. You know, this isn't rocket science. The more we think upon a particular subject or allow our mind to go down a particular track of thoughts, train of thoughts, the more we will cut a groove in our thinking and it becomes much easier to habitually think in that direction. So I was walking on a track, you know, as part of my training regime for this trek I did in Tasmania. And I was really interested to note that a number of the areas, this is a bush track, and it's been converted in a number of areas to be a more structured path with um, stone steps and the paths have been leveled and they've been broadened. So what used to run up through a, uh, a rocky 
platform which you had to scramble through and there was dirt under your feet has now been converted in one section of this walk to a smoothed path, a flattened, broader path and there are stone steps there. And I was just reflecting on that and thinking, you know, this is great in one way because it makes this track so much more accessible to um, more people. That's great. But what it does that's not so good is it doesn't allow our body to stretch and flex the proprioceptors in our joints that help us to know where our joint is in space. They don't get the same workout. Our muscles don't get the same workout. Our joints don't get the same workout. Even our cardiovascular system doesn't get the same workout. Excuse me. For me, that speaks to the fact that, you know, the journey that you are on Despite the challenges in it, despite the unformed pathways that you are having to cut through in your own life to get to the destination of freedom and wholeness to get beyond your current disordered eating space, there may not be uh, a track in front of you that you can just go, okay, here it is, easy. It's just carved in front of me. I can just step out and walk in that. You may have to cut a new groove. You will have to cut a new groove in your thinking, to be honest, because when you've been thinking habitually, when you've been allowing your thoughts to go down a particular path for a long period of time, there is just a groove that is cut through. Like in the natural world, it's the same in your emotional, mental landscape. You create tracks in your thinking, neural pathways and physical pathways. You know, another part of this um, track that I was on was still the unformed track, not the man-made structured path, but it was still cutting through the dirt and the bush. And there were some sections, you know, if you look at a bush track, then obviously there is a track there and it's probably just a dirt track. And the more frequently it's been used, the more established that pathway becomes and the more deep that pathway becomes. I found some pathways on this track that were just like a deep rut. So if rain came or even if you came to walk on that path, you would just naturally go down, your feet would naturally go down into the deepest part of that track because that is where it is well formed. You would have to make a lot of effort to take a less established path. So what I'm saying here, just a picture in nature, is that when we want to change the direction of our habitual thinking, it is going to take some effort. We are going to have to capture those automatic thoughts and we're going to have to go, wait a minute, is what I'm saying to myself true? Is this true? What evidence do I have to support what I'm saying? And what evidence is there that this is not true? You really need to take those automatic thoughts that have been running down the tracks of your mind for such a long time, where there is things such as complete blanket statements, such as I am, fill in the blank, hopeless, a failure, worthless. These are some of the toxic thoughts that we can think when we're in in an eating disordered space. It could be a labeling, it could be a, 
I must or I should. I must be perfect. I must get this right. I must not have uh, more than X number of calories. I must do this amount of exercise. These are, again, typical thoughts in the eating disorder space. So it could be a must. It could be a generalization. I never, I always, she never, he always. It could be something you're saying about someone else or something else. It always it never works out for me. These things never work out for me. I always say the wrong thing. I always rock the boat. I always get it wrong in this area of my life. I'm always late. Well, is that true? Again, these blanket statements, these must, shoulds and oughts, these overgeneralizations, these labels, these are the sort of thinking that we need to really take hold of if it's automatic and start to question it, start to really refute it. Now that is going to be like cutting a new groove and that is going to be work. But that is work that is well worth doing because unless you do that work, you will automatically, in certain circumstances that trigger you, you will automatically go down that track in your mind and that track will take you, guess what, to the same end place that you always go, whether that is depression, hopelessness, despair, anxiety, um, comfort eating. So have a think about that today. What are the habitual ways that you are thinking that need to be really tackled? And there's a very simple formula to do that. It's a part of the cognitive behavioral approach and I'm going to come back with that in just a moment. Mm -hmm. 